0: Hello, Billy Reeves here. Welcome to episode 167 of the K-Scope podcast. As the mornings are getting brighter, the daffs are out, spring is round the corner, so we're thinking about regeneration and replenishment, as well as talking about the Record Store Day special editions we've just announced. We'll also be celebrating some of the other reissues that Scope have either released recently or have on the horizon, delving into our interview archive, so if you're a fan of the label or you've never heard of us, this is the episode for you, as coming up we'll hear from Mike Vinart, Stephen Wilson, Bruce Sword, Christopher Rigg, and Aviv Geffen. K Scope are re releasing quite a bit of the wonderful catalogue of the amazing Ocean Size, the Mancunian Mogwai, starting with Home and Minor, on orange vinyl for Record Store Day. It's first time on vinyl, so that is why I'm catching up with Mike Venart, Ocean Size's front person. And in case you're unaware of his other work, he's been Biffy Clyro's other guitarist for many years. And also plays with Biffy's Simon Neal in their Heavy Side project, Empire State Bastard, as well as a Pony Zone. So before we hear from Mike, here's Ocean Size, the opening track of Home and Minor Legal teams. Ocean Size Legal Teens, one of six tracks you'll find on the mini album stroke EP on Orange Vinyl on K-scope, coming out on Record Store Day, which is called Home and Minor. So with all these records coming out on K-scope from the Ocean Size back catalogue, I caught up with Mike Venart recently and of course
1: had to ask him how and why. Um how did we do it? Well the the option was always to self-release these records, we got the rights back from the old label. They weren't really doing anything with it, you know. Those records have not been in print since they were put out. And um, if you look at the prices on discogs, it was it was plain to see that somebody had to put them out again.
0: Kscope, perfect home, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, Kscope. Uh, well, they 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 expressed an interest, and what got me what me, got me interested was their sort of dedication to luxurious packages and they were up for sort of preserving the legacy of the music and you know, the, the other stuff like the frames stuff and the self-preserved while the bodies float up stuff, which is going to be coming out at some point, there'll be a whole bunch of extras that people haven't heard. There's so much stuff, particularly from the last record that didn't get finished um, and didn't, you know, but, but it's still great. I really like the idea that these records will be kept in print, you know, because incrementally and perhaps quite minutely, the the reputation of the band does grow year after year, um, and that's that's really that's really something to us. I think it's really important, and it just bummed me out that the records weren't in print, you know. But um, I'm delighted that 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 this particular record's coming out on vinyl. I'm I'm Bit of an. I'm a real vinyl fetishist, so that's all I spend my money on is is vinyl and pedals. So for Case Scope to pick up the second half of the back catalogue of of the old band is is really fabulous. I'm really buzzing about it.
0: And what's your relationship with the record now?
1: You were a much younger man then, of course. <laughs> um, I did listen to it just to make sure the test pressing worked for a start. Um. Yeah, I uh, this is quite a controversial record in the Ocean size canon because um it's very different to everything else we did. Um it was uh you know with 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 that band, you know, I can point towards every record as being a very specific era and of being um you know and and there's there's a certain uh story attached to each record in a certain mindset and a certain state of panic on certain things. Certain Maybe on some records we had a little more ambition. Maybe on some records we were really up against it and frightened. Um, maybe on some records we were just cocky as fuck. On this record, we were like just frantically trying to do something we hadn't done before. We'd always talked about, even before we got signed, we'd always talked about making... A, a record that didn't do any of the the big heavy stuff um and then after we'd done frames it just the 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 record company at the time wanted an ep so I said well let's do it now let's do that that freaky ep where it's not all heavy metal guns blazing and we'd just try something else and you know we don't we don't have to rely on on you know dynamics as such just do something a little more um. I don't know. I was going to say more user friendly, but I think you know riffs are a lot more user friendly, aren't they? You know.
0: I mean, sometimes you have to catastrophize if you want to be artistic. That tension works sometimes. I think. Did you have you taken that, you know, experience with Ocean Size into your life as a sideman in other groups you know, Biffy Clyro and the like? You know, have you learned from the experience of being in Ocean Size as a young man? Do you um.
1: Think? Well catastrophizing is a really good word Billy because I definitely do catastrophize in my everyday life you know at the drop of a hat the world's about to fucking end for me so I think that Ocean Size was such a pressure cooker and we all demanded a lot of each other and if anybody w- wasn't living up to their own hype then they get their ass handed to them you know I was more than happy then after the end of that band, to go and just be this anonymous guy who gets to play songs that he didn't write and just fucking have fun, let somebody else worry about everything, I still enjoy that um and i yeah it, it it was it was great to just not worry about anything for a while, just play the guitar and i I still enjoy it, but um, yeah, I see what you're getting at totally you're
0: still creating your own stuff though, yeah,
1: oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just put out an album a couple of weeks ago, um, and I, you know, similarly, I, I don't have to argue with anyone about the records, I just make them and argue with myself about it, and, and that's that's torture enough, you know, um, I, I can be quite argumentative with myself.
0: Ocean Size, a snippet of Didneyland from Home and Minor out on Record Store Day. My thanks to Mike Venart. So look out for K-Scope editions from Ocean Size of frames, feed to feed, self-preserved while the bodies float up, as well as Home and Minor. And there's quite a bit of live footage from those heady days. So keep your eyes peeled. Venart is out on tour with Empire State Bastard through the States in May, followed by some European festival dates. And we'll hear more from Mike in future K-Scope podcasts. And of course, in case you didn't know, our friends I Am The Morning, of course, named themselves after an ocean-size song. That's your start of the day now then, The Pineapple Thief, far out on a massive tour through Europe over the next few weeks, we'll see you at the beautiful Shepherd's Bush Empire on March the 16th all in support of their brand new LP, It Leads to This I shall play you their new single in a bit now The Pineapples are heading towards 25 years in show business incredibly, so there's going to be a series of reissue special editions of their early years stuff on the way here at Scope Towers including 8 Days Later, 137 seven abducted at birth here's bruce's take on their longevity after early struggles
2: everyone always uh, they always say oh bruce d- d- um about success you know ask me about success and i say, oh, i never really i never think about success all i think about is music i know it sounds really trite but it's true I, I just think about making the best music possible and the success that we are having that's just a byproduct Gavin's fairly new, relatively speaking, in 2016. But I've known Steve. I've known Steve since 1996, and I met John in 1991. So it's like a long, long time. And Steve, because he's, he's in the studio just up the road in Exeter, and so whenever I'm writing, the first thing I do is I send it to Steve, and then he just straight away just frank. He's so frank. It's too frank. He'd, he'll say things like, oh, that just sounds like um, old man rock, or you know, or a dad. That just sounds like dad trying to do you know. Especially if I try and in, to to sort of you know have a little dance with electronica. You know, It says oh, you just sound like someone that does you know. That's just. You think you, be, you think being a keyboard player and a studio nerd, he'd be he'd be up for. Well, some exactly. Beats. So he takes over. You know, he takes my and that's what's happened with the pineapple thief. You know, if I come up with some ideas and it's on a, on a keyboard, the first thing he say, well, obviously I've got to get rid of all those horrible keyboard sounds.
3: What did you do, what did you do on this average day? Wipe your
4: feet clean, wipe your feet
3: clean,
4: and be
0: Ten stories down era, The Pineapple Thief, Wednesday, The Snail Song from eight days later. There's going to be a new two CD set of EPs from 2003 and 2004 coming out on the 3rd of May. And the new single Every Trace of Us. You can see the lyric video for that up on the Kscope channels. The album It Leads to This is out now and the tour is on sale now. We'll see you at Shepherd's Bush. Up next, it's been 10 years since our friend, co-founder and the first guest on the K-Scope podcast, Mr Stephen Wilson, released his marvellous, award-winning, Top 10 chart bothering The Raven That Refused To Sing. So, uh, to celebrate, a 2LP glow-in-the-dark edition, yes, uh, we can do that now, hits the shops, 22nd of March. Around the time of the original release, I was honoured to join Stephen and the band at rehearsal. It was a return to a more 70s sound, that album, wasn't it? So I challenged Stephen about the fans' reaction
5: this album is being very well received and, and mm. people say to me, they almost ask me the question, the implication sometimes is, did you, did you intend to make a really good record this time? <laughs> As if I don't do that every time, you know. And I, and I realise that, that obviously some records kind of tend to resonate better with, with more people than others. and. Mm this record for whatever reason seems to be really connecting yeah, did, they,
0: did, 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 did they perhaps mean make a more commercial record this time which no, isn't particularly no because i don't
5: think it is i think there's there's a sense that some people are saying to me uh well done for you know making a record a really good record you know as if because maybe they didn't dig grace for drowning so much they didn't dig the stormcrows All record right, Interesting. and the implication is somehow that i've made this decision to make a better record than i did last time but of course that's absurd, you know, I always set out to make a record that I'm, I'm completely 100% believing It's for. a very pretty record, this record, Stephen. Is it? Yes. I mean, I, you know, I... again, It's got I, its
0: awkward bits, but it's very pretty, generally.
5: I haven't, really, I haven't really analysed too much. It's a little bit more old school, it kind of nods itself yeah. a, bit, a bit more to the old, yeah. the 70s kind of era, a little bit yeah. more, obviously, perhaps, than, than the previous records.
0: Yeah. Do you therefore see yourself as a progressive musician as part of a continuum of excellence?
5: Yes and no. Uh, I will elaborate. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, I know exactly what you mean, and the answer is yes. I, I, I do feel that there is something about that era that was very, very special, and I th- and I feel to an extent that it is a little bit of a lost art. Hmm. Uh, the way people made records th- then, the ambition, the experimentation, the, the fearlessness as uh, in regard to, to to the you know to being overreaching or pretentious or ambitious, all the mm. things that people can sort of use to damn this kind of music, for me, are also the things that are great about it. Yeah. It is pretentious, it is overreaching, it is, it is ambitious, it's kind of reaching for the stars, and sometimes that means you fall flat on your face. And I love that about the early mm. 70s era of music not, not just from the scene that we're talking about, but also from the worlds of jazz, singer-songwriter mm. music, there. even pop, you know, some of the pop music from the 70s still sounds extraordinarily unique mm. when compared to the kind of generic banality of modern popular music. So I think, yes, the answer to your question. This, but the other the other side of me says, I don't want to be living in the shadow of mm. of anything. And although my music have, has obviously got references back to the past, and indeed there is no music that does not. Yeah, of course. There is no music mm. that does not have references back to the past. And I wonder if ever it was the case that, that actually all music, I mean, even... You know, we sometimes sort of look on bands like the Beatles and Led Zeppelin as if they came out of a a vacuum, Mm, and of course, nothing could be further from the truth. You know, Mm. they both stole uh, shamelessly Mm. from from previous eras of music, Mm. and I think the same is true now. But at the same time, I don't like the idea that the music is simply, uh, you know, a a kind of a a nostalgic Mm. homage. To It, it is that. It has got elements of that, but it also, I think, is the kind of record that could only have been made by me in 2012.
0: Reminder of the wonderful coda of the title track from The Raven Refused to Sing by Stephen Wilson. Now, around the time that Porcupine Tree were getting massive two decades ago, Stephen started making records with the hugely successful Israeli glam rocker Aviv Geffen as Blackfield. Well, K issuing a 20th anniversary on orange marbled vinyl of the debut LP by Blackfield on the 31st of May, which gives me the excuse to revisit my chat from way back with Aviv when he visited London 12 years ago. And we had a nice chat about he
6: and Stephen Wilson being somewhat chalk and cheese. The difference between between me and Stephen, that I have this star thing. Really, I'm... I'm, a, I'm a, really epic person I got amazing life story nearly like uh, Forrest Gump. Um, I'm involved with like politics you know and um, I'm wearing like makeup on stage wearing dresses he's more uh, sort of like down to earth but this is why it works so nicely because I'm like big than life I'm like really glammy rock and he's like more shy. But it's uh, it's great. That's why we we we, we it's, it it goes and works out so nicely. I think.
0: Okay. How much does the, your political activity sort of seep into your work? I mean, is it is it is it a sort of like overriding theme? Does it stop you from writing kind of traditional rock and roll songs? How much do your politics and your political
6: beliefs seep into your art? I believe that songs can change the world. Um, I think that. Pen and paper can be more deadly than than any tank. Uh, but of course, during the interviews, uh, uh, during the touring with Blackfield, I'm speaking uh, all the time because I want to tell the people. So I guess I'm coming from a different background, uh, uh, you know, like Steven. So I have a story to tell, which is really important for me. <laughs>
4: We found them all in the black field In the shade, whistle blades, singing fades In the black field
5: She wants to stay
0: little chunk of the classic Blackfield by Blackfield from the album Blackfield. One of my favourite high concept albums that Kscope ever released is Norwegian orchestral Doom Gods Ulva, revisiting the dark side of late 60s US pop, an album of covers entitled Childhood's End. As the Vietnam War raged, it wasn't all paisley incense and peppermints, you know. And this project reminded us of this, as well as allowing Ulva to show their psych pop smarts. Uh, It gets a timely reissue on the 22nd of March. Now, at the time of the album's release, front person Chris Rigg had agreed to do gigs and promo for the first time ever. So when he came over to London, he and I chatted about this vault fast. Uh,
7: I do find it tremendously stressful, to be honest, because I'm... I'm by nature quite uh, not too comfortable around too many people at the same time, but uh, there were more joyous occasions than I expected, which was good and which kind of charged us in a positive way. So we're kind of playing ball with common rules of conduct in the music uh, world, which we really haven't done before. We were never good at kind of selling ourselves. to some extent, I think that's worked for us because uh, uh, you can do that too much, and it gets transparent. And I think you you have to uh, you have to say no to things that don't, don't feel right. <laughs> yeah, make it more of a side thing, and then that's difficult when you're you know 35 and uh, you don't really know anything else. It's so you know it's it's, it's very. Uh, frightening thought to to kind of get back to the school bench and get an education at this point, you know, so hopefully I'll I'll last as long as Lemmy for (laughs) So go, where is yesterday?
0: closing track of Childhood's End by Ulva originally recorded by United States of America that's entitled Where Is Yesterday now Osric Tentacles are enjoying a new career high with brand new music on K-scope and Edwin's son Silas joining the band the label continues getting the Ed remastering reissue releases to you uh, the next in the series is out now Waterfall Cities as a 2 LP vinyl set This is a piece of the piece entitled Waterfall City. Here's a chance to sludge rock out. An album by Lid, a heavy yet cute oddity, new to K-Scope on vinyl and CD. Lid were Daniel Kavanagh of the much-missed Anathema and Eric Wagner from Trouble, both in their doom metal years in the mid-90s. Suddenly they released a stoner rock album featuring a Monkeys cover and this, Lid by Lid.
6: to think i might finally accept myself in spite of all your help you wear a mask with a big-ass smiley face you're better off anyway you wouldn't like what i have. Stage of evolution When man speaks with his gun Don't need a light at the end of my tunnel
0: Lead by lead, it really sounds as though they had a right laugh doing that record. Right, grab a pencil, it's news time. We're going to be hearing from Nick Beggs in the next Case Scope podcast. Yes, the Nick Beggs. This is because Trifecta have a new album coming out called The New Normal. It's out on the 12th of April. There's a new single, Beck and Call, which you can see on the K Scope channels. Three members then of Stephen Wilson's band singer, songwriter, and bass player Nick Beggs, keyboardist extraordinaire Adam Holtzman, and the international. Renowned drummer, let's call him Craig Blundell, combining jazz, fusion, progressive rock with a large soup of English wit. Uh, the new album is their second musical observation, uh, 12th of April on Case But Gong, the Universal Ascension Tour, their live domination. What a great live band! Unending Ascending, of course, the previous tour. Uh, Gong have announced some more live shows across uh, 2024. They're going to South America, Europe, uh, UK festivals, uh, plus uh, later on in 2024, a proper extensive European tour. All this in addition to those shows coming up shortly with the Ausricks, Clone have announced that they will be the special guests to Poland's pioneering progressive rock band Riverside, fronted by our friend Mariusz Dudar, of course. So Clone will be doing a stripped down set in support of Riverside on the latter's UK and Ireland tour in May. Uh, Manson's Little Kicks, that's coming up shortly, released on Clear Vinyl for Record Store Day 2024. So dates for your diary then, so you can get them pre-ordered. These dates, of course, are subject to change. Stephen Wilson, Grace for Drowning, out now. Four and a half by Stephen Wilson is out on the 26th of April. Osric's. Yum Yum Tree, out now. The Pineapple Thief, then. 137 is out now. Abducted at birth, 5th of April. Little Man, 24th of April. Uh, Bruce Sword, first LP, uh, 12th of April as a CD issue and then All This Will Be Yours the 7th of June special issue right then thank you very much as ever for listening to the K-Scope podcast do please like and share and comment wherever uh, you find it for Record Store Day then on the 20th of April although of course every day is Record Store Day really isn't it Uh, there's going to be a K-Scope edition of Little Kicks the final Manson album 2,000 copies only on trance apparent vinyl this is I Can Only Disappoint You by Manson and ta-ta!